Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Soaking Up Sunshine podcast. So I'm going to be continuing my Enneagram series and talking today about the Enneagram Type 4, or as I will be referring to it, the Individualist. Okay, so if you've never heard about the Enneagram before, it is a personality test in which you get a number assigned to you, 1 through 9, and that number is able to kind of pinpoint who you truly are as a person, your basic desires, fears, intentions, motivations, things like that. And I just love it. I think it can really help someone grow and figure out who they truly are. If you want to know more about the test, though, or the, you know, what the Enneagram is, I do have a whole podcast episode on it called All About the Enneagram if you want to kind of learn more about it. Now let's get into why the type 4 is known as the individualist. So this is because their core desire is to find out their individual identity. They want to get to the bottom of who they are as people and kind of set them apart from those around them. They're very, very passionate about finding out their intentions and their motivations and the things that mean a lot to them in order to, again, set themselves apart and be able to express who they truly are to those around them. I really admire that the Enneagram allows space for everyone to grow with who they are as people. So for the individualist in particular, a really great way for them to grow is to be more present in their environment and in their daily lives. This is because the individualists tend to kind of keep in their heads a little bit and tend to be more imaginative and idealistic rather than just acting and being in the present moment. So that's one way for them to grow. Another very great way to become a more healthier, better version of yourself as an individualist is by having more self-compassion and confidence. A lot of times since individualists want to be their own person and have their own identity, they often feel like there's something missing with who they are. And this can lead to low self-esteem, not as much confidence. But if you really start saying like positive affirmations to yourself and noticing all of the strengths that you have, it could help you tremendously with loving yourself and being confident and not feeling like there's really anything missing to you as a person because there's not. Everyone has so many things to love and it's really helpful to start viewing yourself in that way. I really admire that the Enneagram allows space for everyone to grow with who they are as people. So for the individualist in particular, a really great way for them to grow is to be more present in their environment and in their daily lives. This is because the individualists tend to kind of keep in their heads a little bit and tend to be more imaginative and idealistic rather than just acting and being in the present moment. So that's one way for them to grow. Another very great way to become a more healthier, better version of yourself as an individualist is by having more self-compassion and confidence. A lot of times since individualists want to be their own person and have their own identity, they often feel like there's something missing with who they are. And this can lead to low self-esteem, not as much confidence. But if you really start saying like positive affirmations to yourself and 
noticing all of the strengths that you have, it could help you tremendously with loving yourself and being confident and not feeling like there's really anything missing to you as a person because there's not. Everyone has so many things to love and it's really helpful to start viewing yourself in that way. Now, every Enneagram type has a different number that they go to in stress and a number they go to in growth. So for the individualists in particular, they tend to adopt more of the unhealthy habits of the type 2, which is the helper, and the healthier habits and go to the type 1, which is the reformer in growth. So when the individualist is unhealthy or stressed out, like I said, they lean more towards the helper. And this is how, who they become when they're more stressed because they tend to be a little bit more clingy and need to have relationships with other people. They kind of try to get other people to love them by forcing that, forcing the love and forcing other people to want to be around them. This is why when they're stressed out, this is what they turn to, the unhealthy uh, traits of the type two. On the other hand, when the individualist is at their healthiest state and when they're growing, they tend to look at the healthier traits of the Enneagram type 1 or the reformer. And when they're like this, they are more present in the moment rather than letting their feelings control them. They are very practical. They rely on the principles of things. And they're very focused on getting things done and being, you know, in the present moment. I want to make a little disclaimer saying that just because the individualist turns towards the type 2 in stress and the type 1 in growth does not mean the type 2 is worse than the type 1 or vice versa. No Enneagram number is worse than the other. Every single person is unique. Every number is unique and just different. So not, no one is worse than the other. They're just different from each other. The Enneagram type has these things called wings, and what wings are are the numbers on either side of the number that you are assigned. That might be a little confusing. So basically what that means is for the individualist in particular, the type four, you are either going to be a four wing three or a four wing five. It's always the, the two numbers that are right next to your number. So in this case, the type three is the achiever and the type five is the investigator. So as a type four wing three, this person is someone who really wants to leave a mark on the world and they wanna have significance to the world. And in this way, they want to achieve a lot and also achieve a lot, but also um, individually from other people and want to have kind of their own impact on the world apart from other impacts that are already placed on the world. Now we have the four wing five or the individualist wing investigator. And these, this person is someone who is very, very intellectual. They want to understand the world. They're a little bit more reserved with withdrawn from other people um, compared to the four wing three. They really want to understand themselves a lot more along with understanding how the world around them is working and they love just gaining knowledge and, you know, don't have to be as social as the other type fours or type four wing threes would be. I want to end off this episode with talking about all the lovely things that the individualist has to offer. They are so compassionate. They are really able to kind of understand what people are going through. So they have 
very deep compassion towards other people. They're also extremely self-aware and can tell when, you know, they have something to improve on and really do try to improve themselves, which is such a good trait. They're also incredibly creative. They're just wonderful people. If you're a type four listening to this, hello. Um, I hope this helped you to kind of understand a more in-depth of who you are as a person. Also, I think they might be the most rare Enneagram type. So I think that's a pretty cool little fact to throw in there. So yeah, I hope that this episode convinced you to take the Enneagram test if you haven't already, or maybe it hopefully helped you to start or continue your growth journey with me. So yeah, I hope you listen to this next episodes coming up.